welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It's time to expose it all. And no, not the reason why the show was canceled. Just the vulnerability the judges are looking for. It's time to talk all things Queen of the Universe 2. And guess who's back in the house? It's Amanda Please and Scout's Honor. Hello. Guess who's back in the house? <laughs> um, wow, friends. Who, who thought when we recorded our preview podcast that this show would burn? I mean, I guess we probably could have made an educated guess, but... Um, let's talk about it. I talked about it on episode five. I'm going to talk about it on episode six and seven and eight. Why did Queen of the Universe get canceled, removed, and moved? Because that's what Paramount does. If it's not, if it's not bringing in a ton of ad money, and it's not like going viral, then they just pretend like it never existed. They well, cancel it. That's their it, own fucking it. fault for pushing it. Yeah. Back I mean, oh, don't get me started. Like, I could, I could, we could do a whole other podcast on my, on my thoughts on the way that this show in particular but all of the drag race and and world of wonder shows are marketed as there's it's choices that. made across the yeah. board uh, especially yeah. here in america um oh. amanda please oh. tell us what happened yeah, yeah i like how you ask her like she did it i know well amanda why why did the show get canceled what did you do Oh, shoot. I'm having audio issues again. Hold on. Oh, oh no. It's fine. Okay. Just talk. You're good. Why did the show get canceled? Tell us. I just think it, you know, like Scout said, Paramount wasn't getting enough views. So they're like, oh, if it's not getting these many views in the first few episodes, it's done. So maybe they should just uh, do season three and set it in Yellowstone. Then they get people to watch. There you go. I think, um, I all right. Well, go ahead. It's dumb in general, but there's just so much more that they could have done and so much more that they, like, I don't know, I feel like intentionally didn't do to, like, be able to write it off in the end. Like, I think the decision to kind of be able to, like, just take it off and write everything off and be like, oh, wow, we get a tax break because look how bad the show did. Like, I think they kind of tanked it from the beginning. Well, I I, I think there is a universe where I I... I could see a season three. I can see it pared down with a lower budget. Do it in America. Um, you can make so it sponsors. I mean, I it seemed like a very expensive production. It, 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 just look at the cash very. prize. It's bigger than Drag Race. It's right. It's literally was two and a half times the amount of Drag Race until a year ago. Like right. So I think there's still a universe where it can exist. Um, it's just yeah. going to be a matter of if World of Wonder yeah. wants to really put it themselves through it. Yeah, it right. certainly does not need to be as expensive and grandiose as it was. I appreciate that it was, but it certainly does not need to be produced on that level until it, it is bigger. Bitch, RuPaul could fund it. RuPaul got the money for it. She could. We could do it in her disco ball living room. Literally, we can live. We can. This will be a weekly live stream on TikTok Live from RuPaul's 
disco ball living room with drag queen serenading her on a karaoke mic there it is all right friends uh we're not going to be doing the normal pitch perfect or off key simply because of how the schedule rollout is uh so sadly we won't do that but don't you worry uh me and my friends here are going to talk about um the looks don't worry and the performances but as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown with the editing of a television show wants to see we react as well as presented. We, yes, these are real, but then going on an opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but they've also put themselves in a position to be discussed with we'll sit in the podcast is for entertainment to discuss reality television show. Now, don't forget about the podcast favorite game, Queen of the Universe Bumper Count. Take a drink of your favorite libation or non-alcoholic bevy every time we mention the use of the Queen of the Universe Bumper. Scout, I know Queen of the that. Universe. There it is. Literally we my favorite it. thing in the world. Like, the, one, the thing I will miss most about this show is the insane placage of the bumper. I feel like when you walk into a room, they should play the int- like the music theme. And then when you sit down, that's when we get the bumper. <laughs> that should be your life. Me? Yeah, you. Oh, I, yeah, I already walk around saying it just <laughs> randomly and at will, so. All right, let's begin. The cold opening. The queens are backstage getting ready for another week, and it all seems so happy and peaceful. Then suddenly we cut to Maxie, who tells us something strange is happening in her body and she has to go see a doctor. Well, the producer is going to check in to see how she's doing with the medic, who we hear telling Maxie that they're going to have to give her a letter to give to the hospital. She heads to the hospital. She wants to perform, so she's not eliminated. What is going on? Stay tuned. Okay, a lot to dissect here, but really here, what? Is this like a letter from like the school nurse that you're giving to the hospital? What the fuck is this letter? Probably just like the on-site medic, it's like summary of like what they've observed. And or is this a letter because she's fucking Filipino and they have to send her to a UK um hospital? Well, that I yeah, I don't know how that all works. I don't know either. I bet I they do everything in their power to not have to send them to like an actual hospital. So, have either of you ever had to go to an emergency room in a foreign country? I've never left the U.S., so no. <gasps> Oh my I've god! Only left the U.S. like two times, so okay, fine. Friends, give us money, and I'll bring them both uh, to DragCon UK if I end up going. So we can end up in an emergency room. Yeah, yeah and then you're gonna put us in the hospital just for the um, I'll, I'll make sure you have some bad um, um, meat pie. That's what it is. <laughs> um, what did we think about this opening with the maxi of it all? Amanda. Right. I mean, they gotta they gotta put drama in the show somehow. It's just it's <laughs> that's just what the letter singing. What other... The the um, doctor's note said we need drama, keep her in the hospital. Don't let yeah. her come back. Maybe it was an alliance um that uh Alexis Michelle was starting with a letter. Um bringing all these shows together. Okay. Secret letters of Wild Presents of Wild Presents shows. When when I open up the World of Wonder Drag Race Hall of Fame actual museum experience, we'll have all those letters in a, a, a glass case. We'll be there. Right. Um, all right, let's begin. Let's begin. Grant is walking down the runway alone. Where are the hotties? Um, he got done dirty. I need a hot boy dancing it's, around me all the time. It's all solo times. night. They didn't have the dancers uh, at all that um, night. They said you get the night off. Well, first, we're going to get our first Queen of the Universe bumper count just when Graham hits the spot. We are back at the all-drag-all-singing competition that is truly out of this world. 
Five queens remain in the running for the title of Queen of the Universe and a quarter of a million dollars. Scout, how many times can you see Lady Gaga with that amount of cash? Oh, oh, I can see her. I can probably see the entire next tour if it's only 20 stops again. All right. Now, can you bring a guest uh, each stop? Yeah, probably. Okay. $250,000? You can do a lot with that. We have our pop TV panel who are all wearing feathers. Except for Michelle, who didn't get the memo. Yeah, I was wondering. Did they? Do you think they had like any coordination of like outfits at all, or did they just like they just told know. what the theme was, and then they chose to adhere to it or not? I I don't. I don't what it's just like RuPaul being told they did the theme look good as like the four of them, like the four colors they were all wearing did like I look agree. good I next agree. to each other. But I was like, oh, is this like used on purpose? Is this planned, coordinated, or not? It's true. All right. The theme is exposed. It's their chance to showcase their pure vocal talents with no dancers and no special effects. Do the dancers have the night off? And I am denied the chance to see my lover, Charlie Goddard, um, F this shit. Um, No wonder why the show was canceled. No hot men every fucking episode. That's what I need. Um, Do you have a favorite dancer of the season? I couldn't what? name a single Maybe. dancer of the season. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, Charlie mm-hmm. Goddard. Go look him up. He's so fucking sexy. Oh, my God. Um, in addition to carry on the theme into their drag, they have to serve looks in their interpretation of Nude Illusion. Friends, what would you both do for your look? And please don't burn our eyes. <laughs> and don't. Hmm. Uh, and then go full Violet Tchotchke. Just take Just... all my clothes off and... Yeah, full Katya, just bend over, asshole out. A little bit of, little bit of clear packing tape, and we're good. So basically, a Friday night for the two of you. Yeah, yeah. That's my that's my weekly drag race viewing party plans. <laughs> it is time for our queen parade, where they all get naked on stage. Now you may be asking yourself, "Where's Maxi?" Well, Graham shares that Maxi is unable to be with them, and they are waiting for to hear from the doctor to hear if she can compete on the competition. But for now, the show must go on. I want to know at this point in time, did they already know? I would assume. Yeah, I would assume there was not any situation where they would come and like drop her off and then like like a police escort back from the hospital in her outfit. Like right. she would have to get in drag still unless they wanted to perform out of drag. Be real well, rock. I mean, this is part real, of my question. I don't know how long the filming experience was. Um, we've been to uh, television performances before. Uh, sometimes it takes an hour for a talk show. I've been to X Factor and that took almost four and a half hours. Um, so Logically, if she had gotten back by the start of the timing of filming, she could have probably gotten into face and they could have thrown her last. Um, but I, I do think at this point in time, this was all just like, we know she's out. We just have to make a storyline. Yeah. Because again, if she was out, though, all for It's just like, a, what do we known. say so that we don't have to like reveal that she's not performing until the end? Like, exactly. Let's just say. Um, all right, we're going to get our Queen of the Universe bumper count number two. Queen of the First Universe. Up, it's Trevor Ashley, and it's Exposed Week, and Trevor is excited as this is in her wheelhouse. It's what she does. Santa get naked? No, no. Singing and performing a number. 
It's just you and a microphone. Now, Trevor says being a lady of her size, nude illusion is difficult as there are a lot of things helping her look all right. Um, her biggest insecurity is how she looks and how people see her. Her mother sent her to a dietitian when she was 15 and has been on yo-yo diets for 30 years. Wow, I understand that life. Trevor says that Sydney is a very body conscious scene. She lives in the apex of 16 gyms. Just love to look at the men. She says it's hard to be a fat person in the gay scene. Ain't that the truth? Um, so I guess I can't go to Sydney because if it's bad in Sydney, as bad as it is in New York, what are we going to do? Is it terrible in DC too, Scotty? Yeah, these gays are trying to kill you. They're not. The, they're not the best. No. Amanda, do you think the gays in New York suck too? Yeah, it's very body conscious. It's the same <sighs> as describe Sydney and. You know, I don't go out out of drag a lot because of that. Yeah. Well, the discussion turns to opening up dating apps, and there are people asking for specific body types. No fats, no femmes. And Trevor is both. Trevor says being in the competition has squished her out of her comfort zone and is excited to give herself a challenge and feels good uh, going out confident. She will nail the song. Um. I think it was interesting to have this theme be exposed and her talking about body positivity and body consciousness and how gays look at certain body types. Um, just interesting that that's the plot line we're going with on Queen of the Universe. <laughs> like this is a drag race. We're not, we're not here for the vulnerability, but apparently we are. I don't know. Well, don't they? Well, no, I'm thinking of uh, Glee Project where they had the vulnerability. <laughs> don't remember that show? Oh, uh-huh, how it's, can it's you not? Two Tony winners. Uh, I think we should recap that next. Listen, if we if if there is actual, well, no, like if if there is video for it and we can like access it, I would consider it because I remember watching that. That show in real time and being like we, we are really really making these kids go through it mm-hmm. crazy alright this look um, I think this is very classy and sexy nude illusion she's got enough roses to make it feel like drag and not overexposed I like the hair um, I'm impressed one of her better looks from her package but I cannot not see Eureka O'Hara in the paint this week like it looked like fucking Eureka's face no I see it. Yeah, I yeah. can see it. Man, what think, did you think of the look? I think she looked great. I I like her interpretation of the nude. Um, yeah, and everything about it. I thought it was a good package. Scouty. Yeah, I think the I. It's one of those looks where when I look at it. If I didn't know the theme was nude illusion, but now mind yeah. you, this was kind of kind of across the board here. Um, very loose. There, it was a very loose interpretation of nude illusion. Um, I think it looks good. I think the the plate, the roses in the middle make her look pregnant. The way they're in a circle. Yeah. I don't. Know, I don't know why. They, why whoever made that. Maybe like, she was pregnant. Them, I don't know. It, they make her look pregnant, but it looks great. I love it. All right, it is time for her rendition of Better the Devil You Know. It's Kylie, baby. And yes, gays, Kylie has a whole songbook before Padam Padam. 
Also, uh, this song has been covered by the best UK boy girl group ever, Steps. Oh, Steps. Um, if you've not heard Steps' rendition of it, it is so fucking good. You know. Um, I think she sang from her heart. It was performed like a tort song. I don't think she has a solid vocal. There, I said it. It's a drag vocalist that is mediocre in the world of theater. That's who Trevor Ashley is. She oh. has confidence and conviction. And I think that's what comes across as a winning package. I just still have issues with her tone. And that's why I just cannot connect with her. Maybe I need to see her live. Maybe it's a different experience. The key change gave us some major pitch issues. She got to soar at the end, but it just took us too long to get there. That being said, with the way this was orchestrated, um, Kylie, the musical, anyone? Oh, I'd be here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. It's only a matter of time at this point. Scout, um, what did you think of Trevor's performance? Yeah, I agree with what you said. I think that I think that there's definitely something that's just missing from the like details of her voice that kind of like are stopping her from being what I think would be like the like superstar voice, like winner of Queen of the Universe. It does feel very like I would go, I would go up for her in a bar, you know, but like in exactly. this setting, in this setting, I'm like, it does feel like, I mean, she knows how to perform. She knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. She knows how to like, she's been doing it for a long time. She's practiced and I appreciate that in drag. So, but I agree with what you're saying. I do think that like, it's not like you're going to put her on like a Vegas stage and everyone's going to like scream for them. Like, Yay. No, but you can put her on a cruise line. Yeah, she should probably she probably have a lot of fun on a cruise. Amanda, what did you think? Yeah, I agree with all of that. And that was kind of when we were doing the ratings in the beginning, when I looked at videos of her singing, that's that was my exact thought, too. So, yeah, it kind of just validates my initial thoughts. It's just a great song, though. I'm glad we got some Kylie. We love yeah. Kylie. Mm-hmm. All right. Melby says every time she comes out on the stage, she knows she's going to kill it. She says her vocals and vocal range are just extraordinary. She says she brings theater. She brings drama and she's been playing them from the beginning as she is coming out with more makeup, more glam, more sophistication. Trixie says she doesn't know if it was a trick, but the first week she was here, she had so little makeup and now she is blowing her away. So if her job was secretly doing an arc of doing really good at makeup, she's doing it. Trevor will say, being in the room with all the other girls, you start to step your pussy up as you literally look around the room and go, fuck, um, I need to do better. And I did that because I'm sitting next to Giselle for fuck's sake. At least someone appreciates Giselle Royale in that room. Trixie says she made Australia proud by singing a song from the president of Australia, Kylie Minogue. She speaks for every drag queen on the planet and says, ironically, new delusion is when you're going to be the most uncomfortable you'll be in your life, saying it's so hot and you have to wear so many layers. She says drag is like you're balancing this extreme level of discomfort and your job is to come on stage and make everyone in the room comfortable. She says it's a little psychotic. She says that it's a 45 minutes, uh, minute glass and says go for the full hour. Um, what, what, what glass do the two of you have? I don't. I don't really cinch anymore. I just put a butt on, and it's just like it's good enough. So you're. I need bigger glass. pads. I do need bigger pads. Mm-hmm. I will. I will admit that. But I don't really. I don't really like cinch anymore. Amanda, I do 
a light cinch and then just kind of hope the tights and my pads kind of fill out the rest. Yeah. Wow. What what must be like to be beautiful and thin friends? Wow. The two of you fuck off. All right. Vanessa <laughs> says she was out there giving them a story behind the mic and they were on the story with her. She says every episode she has stepped it up and Michelle says she's making her thorny baby. She loves having the roses around her and thinking that her mom is there with her yet again and having a single rose was really special. She says aesthetically it was very pleasing and everything about tonight was really lovely, really controlled, and really well executed. And that's a throwback from two episodes ago when Trevor sang the rose for her mom. I'm going to give her a score out of 10. I'm going to give her a seven. Yeah, that feels appropriate. Okay. Yeah, I feel that. All right, Queen of the Universe, from count number three. We're moving on, and we are still waiting to find out about Maxie from The Doctor, but for now, let's check in on Tyga Brava and her, quote, real hair. She has learned to love her body enough to be exposed all the time. She's a beach hoe. She says, growing up, she had her ups and downs on weight and cut to a picture of her dad bod, which I guarantee you there are still people out there who are like, that's still fucking hot, and I want you, Tyga Brava. She says it wasn't about her weight, but how it translates into her habits and how she took care of her body. She got out of a bad relationship, gained weight, but then went to the gym. All the horror stories start out the same way. Uh, boys, they fucking suck. They make you fat. They're the worst. Yeah. She says she wasn't getting the results she wanted to, so she started taking pills. It wasn't working, so she started taking testosterone to gain more muscle. She says in Mexico, they are a macho-oriented country, and she thought having the buff guy image would make her happy, but it was just toxic masculinity, and she was putting on a big macho mask. So let's go to her performance and her look. What did you think of the look, friends? So I think it's kind of like shady in a way, but it's also kind of a compliment. First of all, as soon as, she walked, as, soon as I saw this look, I was like, Michelle's going to ask her why she's purple. Yes, mm-hmm. like I think Michelle's gonna have a problem with this. I'm wondering why she's purple. I like it's. I guess I kind of understand it being like a nude illusion, but it's it, you certainly you certainly bent the theme to fit what you wanted to wear. Um, but this kind of I don't know if it's shady. It might be whoever designed this used that dark purple in the middle and like the legs and everything to like define things. And it worked out in her favor because her pit stains wound up being the same exact shade of purple, and it looked in it looked intentional. Yeah, it it, it was not good. It was not not. It was just bad. It it's not very, my favorite, but but using that dark purple turned out to work for her because I didn't even notice they were pit stains until I like looked at photos afterwards. I just oh. thought they were part of the outfit. Also, I didn't yeah. like the reveal. It kind of gave Alaska trash bags, and then. Like, <laughs> Into her, like, I was like, oh, it's gonna be a little pound cake, but purple. Yeah, I, I just was not here for it. Um, now the song she's gonna do is, <laughs> um, all by myself. Um, what that that's a song she certainly chose to be exposed. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. She, she took the uh, outfit inspiration liberally, and she took the song inspiration very strictly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Celine gives us a big song, and it was 
was fine. It was there. It, it really had power, but I just don't know if it was the right key. Now, I know what the judges are going to say. I would have brought it down so she could have hit the upper register. Yeah. Yeah, it was... It, it felt a little lost and kind of like it didn't know where it needed to be. And yeah. I think one of the problems that I kind of initially like have with this song being done on like a singing competition is that like <laughs> of all the songs that come to mind when I want to like jokingly sing something off key and like be really annoying, it's like all by myself is comes very quickly and I can just be like, oh, like if I'm like trying to sing like that and be obnoxious, yeah. like all by myself is one of the ones that comes to my head very quickly. Absolutely. So when people do it in a singing competition, I just feel like it's really easy for me to be like picking it apart and being like, oh, this doesn't sound the best. Yeah. I mean, again, no one's going to do it like Celine. I think she did get into certain areas where um, it, it was fine, but I, I just, I think the song choice was not there for me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, I'm going to give a score here for Tyga, um, shockingly, an 8.5. Oh. Right? I'm generous. here for it. Am I generous? I, I think I'm generous. Where, where are you going to go? I'm going to say like 7.5. Like she was just like a little bit better than Trevor to me, but they're kind of both on the same like. Yeah, I'm going to go with they're both, they're both good. I'll go with the 7.5 as well. All right. Um, We're going to get another Queen of the Universe bumper count number four. <laughs> We're going to move on to our friend, Order Eternal. Um, Friends, here's a little bit of behind the scenes uh, um, knowledge. Um, So I always print my notes and apparently I overwrote um, my notes and there's an entire page missing that I don't know why it's not printed, but that's okay. So you're not going to hear what uh, was in the video package. You're not going to hear that shit, but that's okay. Um, Let's talk about Aura and her look first. I thought this was gorgeous. I don't know why people had so much problem with it. Okay, Scout's got a problem with it because Scotty, you're not gonna wear that, are you? It I mm, it's like it, I it, I think I agree with what Trixie. I think it was Trixie who was saying it. It looks like half of a drag look. Like it looks like it's missing like a big skirt or like something on the shoulder. Or like I don't know. It's just it feels too minimal and the little like the way the fabric is tucked in it's not doing her favors i don't know i think it is good i think she looks pretty but i think there's just choices made on this that are i don't get Amanda, I think it needed i agree it needed like more flowers or something because it looked unfinished it looked like almost like She's like changing in the back and then someone opens up the curtain and she's like half done and she's exposed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, don't I mean, obviously there will be one person who's going to come to her defense and I understand that theory. Um, let's go through the performance. She is singing Someone You Loved by Lewis Capaldi. A fun fact, and I'm going to tie it all to going to the universe. I saw Lewis Capaldi perform live on the Graham Norton show. Ah, look at that. Tying it all together. Um, first off, are you both familiar with the work of uh, uh, Mr. Lewis Capaldi? 
Vaguely. Yeah. Um, the fucking voice that man has. Then you see what he looks like. You're like, this. Excuse me. Excuse me, bitch. Um. Also, he's expert. a dirty, dirty, dirty man. He is fucking dirty. Um. Go watch his interview from the Graham Norton show. Oh well. Yes. He has some pseudo names that he uses when he's a writer, and they're worse than drag names. They're so, so bad. <laughs> oh God. Um, and he's Lord. Scottish, so imagine all this coming out of a Scottish man's mouth. Um, yeah. I thought it was very pretty. I know she was emotional, and that's going to be a big part of her critique here. Um, but th- sometimes emotion is okay, especially for a category, I don't know, called exposed. So I'm going to give her a little more leniency here. Maybe I'm a little biased because I do love me a little or eternal. Um, Scout, are you going to be as biased as I am? Mm, I don't think so. I think okay, tell us. that I think that there is like, I wish it had either started really emotional and kind of like she had kind of been able to pull back together to like really push on the vocal in like a strong way or started out a little more composed and like let it go to the emotional. But I think kind of the whole time it seemed like she was, which I mean, she said that her anxiety was on like edge and I'm sure that mm-hmm. like is if you're in that state of mind two seconds before you start performing, you're going to wind up being like that the whole performance um but i do wish that kind of like as far as her own like control over the emotion she could have pulled it back at least some point in the song but it did feel very kind of like constant i was like oh she really about to cry yeah she really about to do that amanda have it's... you ever cried on the stage uh have i i've cried uh doing when i was in scamda um i just got out of a breakup and the teacher was like really trying to prod me to like talk about it more and I broke down crying. Yeah, I mean I get it. But you're if you as a performer on a professional television program, you got to you got to commit to the bit and 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 be strong. Um let's go through the judges comments. Obviously she's going to be asked about uh, why she was so emotional. Um, and she was just talking about a, a person who hurt her and how they really hurt her. She was thinking about that. And I was like, oh my God, she totally has a ghost boy. Just like I do. Someone, someone hurt that little girl. Mm-hmm. I'm an Italian right. man. Mel, Mel B says that she doesn't mind when someone brings raw emotion into a song and doesn't mind if they get off due to their emotion, but then you have to bring it back. She thinks she got emotional too soon. And for her, it was flat. But she says the hair and how it frames her face is just beautiful. She says her makeup is absolutely flawless. Trixie says it's hard because the voice is like a sphincter. So if you get nervous, it goes tight. Um, Who would have thought that was the comparison we were going to get? Because then Michelle asks if she is calling it vocal anal. And it really went off the rails there. Or is still like processing her emotions and they're like, oh, yeah, like anal for your voice. Right. Uh, she says this look. This looks like the base of a look, and says it looks like she added a shoulder piece or p- added pan- panniers or something. Uh, AKA, it looks like fifty percent of a look. Michelle says why the outfit doesn't work is the way it's constructed. It's strangulating her thighs. She says she has the cloth tucked in there, so it gives her a fupa, and you don't want to create that when you don't have it. She says as someone who does have it. 
Vanessa says when she came out, she saw a little country girl from Palermo stripping down to her period girdle, which is exposing herself in a certain era. So she can see where she can get away with this. She says, yes, it's a heartful song. She gave emotion and she was really actually feeling it. But now is the time when she has to collect herself. And that's when the pro kicks in. She wants her to turn it off and give them a song and perform it. Or I will say she has to admit that the few two to three weeks her anxiety got really bad and she's feeling a little overwhelmed michelle tells her everything they told her will help her to get better she already is perfect as she stands in front of them she tells her she's got the goods they're there um i know my score is going to be very different than yours i'm giving her a nine say it friends where are you going Uh, i'm gonna go 7.5 again okay I can't hear you. I would also say 7.5. Okay. okay. Let's move on uh, with our fifth Queen of the Universe bumper count. Now, Giselle says what she loves about this challenge is is it's just them. No dancers, no staging, no gimmicks, no tricks, just her and a microphone. She is going to take this moment to honor a lot of her friends she lost in Pulse. We will get a reminder for the international audience about the mass shooting where 49 innocent individuals were killed. She says some of the people who were killed, it was their first time going to a gay club. Giselle Giselle tells the Queens that she was performing at her home bar when someone called that there was a shooting. She got in her car and was there not realizing the magnitude of what was going on. There was a funeral every day for three weeks and she could not bring herself to go to anyone's funeral. She couldn't fathom the thought of she just saw you and now you're gone. She says that these were people who were someone's child and all they did was go out to have fun and someone comes and annihilates the building. Tiger says that gay bars are the one place where we can feel safe and be ourselves. And Giselle says that the most remarkable thing about it is how resilient we were. She says we had, had we stopped our routine, we would have crumbled as a community. And this is for the 49 fallen angels and the close friends she lost along the way. Um, I'm really happy that we got to hear her talk about this on an international platform. I know, at least in England, like they have a little more awareness of the pole shooting. I don't. I, I, do you know how it reaches the rest of the world? Um, I mean, I think it. I think it, it, especially like at the time, it was like pretty. Like everyone kind of like in queer communities, gay communities, people who are frequenting gay bars, like I think it hit everyone at the time, how much they like kind of understood of the like afterwards. And like once the news cycle, particularly part of it, like died down, it's kind of like, I don't know where, like what the impact for them moving from there is, but. Yeah, um, I think it was really important that we had this moment because it did affect someone and, and I'm sure as we will learn, it affected other people in that room. Um, the look I mean come on literal perfection like this is how you do a nude illusion no notes no yeah. notes yeah just god perfect would either of you wear it I couldn't pull it off but I would love to yeah, I might need a different shade of nude mesh but um, it was so pretty it was just so oh, pretty god. And, and, and I'm sure in and... I'm sure in that room with all those lights she had a disco ball. Oh my god. I'm sure that she was just fucking shimmering. Um 
All right, let, let's just discuss it. She's going to do Imagine, one of the most prolific songs in the history of music. And I can't help but think maybe not the best song choice, but fine, let, let's go on this journey. It was a really beautiful performance. I like the arrangement. Um, I got to say it did sound like Vanessa Williams singing up there. Her vocals were pure and flawless. We're talking about the performance as well. Why was there a burning planet as her backdrop? What <laughs> the very, fuck was I would that? Like, what the hell is this? It was supposed to be like celestial. And no, like, it was a burning but it was very, planet. I was like, oh, wow, that's a... I also vocally needed... I needed her to give me like that Whitney whoop in there. Like before she got to the final, we will live as one. Like give me that pop star moment. It was a touching tribute. If I would have thought based on the video package we got, we were about to hear her sing Whitney. I will always love you, but we got John Lennon's imagine. Can either of you make sense of it? Is she pretty clear? Yeah. Yeah, probably. They probably already had the rights to the song. That's Uh, also that it's like you you kind of sing jokingly, like Attaque. Imagine all the people. It's like it's another one where you could just easily critique because you hear it sung badly all the time. Mm -hmm. I also like. I think it was she is she has a very beautiful voice and Sorry. I could listen to her sing all day. Um I think it was a little weird that it like I don't know, just with how short the arrangement was, it just felt kind of like there was like I knew it was building up to something. I didn't know which note it was gonna be, and then it was kind of like the fourth to last note was like the big one, and then it was over. And then yeah. I it, was it a was it a live pianist? Because whoever was on it, she like was hit, hitting her last note, and they like the p- the pianist was like doing the little like frill on the thing, and they just like clunked the last note in the middle of her note before she was done. It was just like, boom. It, <laughs> it was like, oh, recorded, and she was. Just I trying. think you're funny. It was so that funny you to think me. It was a live pianist, bitch. Uh, these no, are that's. Tracks. I was like, I I was literally like, oh, it's just like loud. It was like, funk. Like, yeah, these yeah, are recorded tracks. So can we talk about the? when all the celebrities made the video where they were all singing Imagine, that's all I could that's think what about. I think of when I think of Imagine now, yeah. Ruin that song for me. And I think... Like day three of oh. the pandemic. God, we should recreate yeah, that. Yeah, again, it comes down to song choice. What she did with it was great, but um, I need to know the history behind this selection. Graham will ask her to explain why of all the songs she chose that one... And she tells them that it was the meaning behind it and shares that pulse with the audience because reminder, these are British subjects. They may not know everything about it. And she says her life was changed since that night as it was a place she frequented every single week and it could have been her that didn't make it. She is still celebrating life and trying to accomplish something. Now, Trixie says, for those of us who make our living in gay clubs, she remembers that time like it was yesterday and being scared to go to work. She says for months, the drag queens were like, should we stop touring? And ultimately what happened is they kept going because those spaces are extremely important to us. She says she couldn't have picked a more beautiful song. She says there was one big note towards the end that she attacked where she looked at the other queens who looked at her and they both looked back at her, which is a sign she made everyone in the room go. Ooh! She says it was really cool and love that number. 
Michelle says she lost her friend Eddie in the Pulse nightclub massacre, so she thanks her for addressing it and doing it. She says she is the voice and the body, yada, yada. She says this hair is the perfect proportion for her body. The makeup is perfectly placed. Her teeny tiny little nose and that beautiful eye makeup with the sparkles was all really perfect. She says her voice was interesting as she chose her own cadence and pattern, and that is where it takes it out of karaoke into singing. Mel B says the song she thought, here we go, Giselle, oh God, but she made it so unique and interesting, and it was full of vulnerability. She says she thinks vocally it was her best performance. She could go on and on. She and her have had their journey and thinks this is her night. She couldn't have done anything better. And Vanessa says she makes them gasp every time she hits the stage with her presence, elegance, confidence, and drag. She says it's unbelievable. She says it's exquisite. She says that every episode she has been doing it time and time again, they get a chance to have that marriage of this exquisite beauty and who she is. I'm going to give her a score of 9.5. Yeah. 9.5. Yeah. 9.5 sounds good. Really yeah. The universe bumper count number six. Now we still haven't heard from Maxi, so let's check in with Graham. He will share that she felt ill earlier in the day, and they will know in a few moments if she is well enough to perform. They have waited as long as they can. Graham has received official word that she will not be performing, and as a result, she will not be continuing in the competition. What happened? What what, yeah. what do you think it was? Because it wasn't a physical injury. Do you think she was just stuck at the hospital and she had to force herself out because she had to go to the hospital? Probably. I feel like, I don't know. Sabotage. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like a food poisoning or something because it didn't seem like she had any like respiratory thing. She wasn't coughing or anything. Um, Her IBS. I don't know. I, I'm very confused. I would love to know more. I hope she will be able to discuss it at some point, but I don't know what the yeah. NDA looks like when it comes to that. Um, but let's be real. Let's let, let's honor Maxie for a moment. She is a superstar. She is going to be a massive hit in the Philippines. They love their drag pop stars. So um, dare I say she might pop off, Hate? <laughs> Oh uh, and I'm telling you right now, she's on season three of Philippines. She ha- they got to cast her. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially because they can't bring her back for season three of Queen of the yeah. Universe. Um, she's she she is such good television. I can I can imagine her in the workroom. She she would be a cunt, and I would be yeah. loving watching be her. Fun. Um, so Maxi, we wish you the best. Any final thoughts on Maxi, Amanda? I really liked her. I'm really sad she's gone. Maybe they'll just bring her back for like uh, versus the world or something and just skip the regular season. No, we're not breaking the multiverse yet. You have to be on Drag Race first and then you can go on versus the world. No, we're not breaking it quite yet. Could you imagine? We are, Oh my God, that would ruin everything. All right, that then just put her in regular all you want Miss Estrada on um, versus the world? No, let them go through Drag Race first. Um, because look, we can now now we can have Regina Voce because she's been on Drag Race. So there it is. All right, so friends, let's go through my scoreboard. Obviously, at the bottom because she didn't get any points this week is Maxi. Um, then Trevor Ashley, followed by Tiger Brava, Aura Eternal, and still holding the top spot um, is Giselle Royale. Uh, these are my power rankings with combined scores. Um. Yeah, Giselle, who's your top so far six episodes through? Giselle Scotty. Royale. 
Yeah. 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 I mean, she's like, oh. what's the disconnect? Why? What? What? We still don't know why Mel hates her. She's jealous. You <laughs> both said at the same time. Okay, now four uh, mini queens have bared their souls, and now comes the hard part. The audience will lock in their votes to determine who goes home if anyone goes home. Ha ha. Graham says this elimination will determine which three queens will be going through to the semifinals. Here we go. First going through is Giselle Royale. The next queen through is Taika Brava, meaning Trevor Ashley and Aura Eternal by default are the bottom two. Their fate lies in the hands of the pop diva panel. They're going to have a big chat. So much so that Michelle and Mel B get out of their chairs. This was Oscar winning acting. Oh, They knew. They knew. Admitted to the happen. bit. They got in and they said, Trixie reveals. Bring word. No. Trixie reveals that the panel has decided that they will save Trevor Ashley. Graham is about to do his bit. And Trixie is like, I'm not dumb, bitch. Or is saved too. Cut straight to the Queen of the Universe bump account, number seven. Uh, Scout, I know you have opinions on that. It was so funny the way they were like, they did their little bit. And then she goes, they're like so serious. Always like she just performed an emotional song. She's been anxious for two weeks filming this show. She's in the bottom two for like a 15th week in a row. And they're like, Trevor's the one we <laughs> and then they finally tell Aura she's staying, and they're just like, Queen of the Universe. <laughs> Amanda, Fucking do you think if they me. had to get rid of someone, it would have been Aura? <laughs> I, I guess. I don't know. Trixie seemed to be really pulling for Trevor. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. It's like I like I think all of them, like they all liked all, both of them, but it's very particularly like Trixie loves Trevor. So I think that Well, Trixie needs someone to be uglier than her in that room. <laughs> Jokes, friends. I made a fucking joke. Calm down. Um <laughs> <laughs> don't don't at me. Um, I, I, I do think <laughs> I do think Aura probably would have been eliminated if they actually had to eliminate anyone. But you, there was no, no way anyone's getting eliminated after no. Max. Oh, uh, mathematically, you, it wouldn't have worked out. No, especially yeah. what we know is happening next week. They had episodes to fill, and then not fill, and then dump, and then exactly. If, if Paramount knew what they knew now, they would have been like, "Yeah, it's fine. Send two of them home." Ah. <laughs> Save an I entire budget of an episode. Um, all right. I got a burning question to finish this podcast up. Based on six episodes, the winner of the season is hmm. Giselle Royale. Giselle. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm going to go by stuff in my power rankings. Giselle Royale is at the top. Um, Aura has been in the bottom too many times. It would be wild for her to win. I don't connect with Trevor, so I can't see her as a winner. And Tyga is there. I just don't think Tyga is Giselle Royale. It's Giselle Royale well, not there. Tyga definitely has a shot. But Giselle Royale is Giselle Royale. She that good. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts as we say goodbye to Queen of the Universe with you two? For now. For now. For now, for now. Um, uh, great idea, poorly <laughs> executed. Yeah, yeah. They got too ambitious for their first couple seasons. They should have started off smaller and got bigger. 
Yeah, I mean, even just a thousand dollar prize, they would have been sufficient. Or even a thousand dollars. Who wants to pay rent for a month? (laughs) Still have money to pay. Right, fifty thousand dollars and a song with RuPaul. No, a record deal or something. You know. (laughs) Um, I mean, maybe if you win, you host a international season of Drag Race. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Drag Race Mexico has already been taken, so that's true. Uh, one season later, Tiger could have done it if she wins. Um, listen, uh, Aura Eternal, Trevor Ashley, they didn't have a shot at um, hosting a season of Drag Race either. Does that Royale? Not her either. So she's taking over no. RuPaul. Michelle would RuPaul. Michelle would murder her, and I think Melby would help. Ugh. Um. Before we go, I want to ask one question. How do you think Leona Lewis is feeling? She couldn't care less. Yeah. Wasn't she pregnant? She was pregnant. She lost her job fully. She was prepared, she was prepared to come back. Oh, really? Oh. I think so, probably. I don't know if Melby would have allowed her to come back, but they can share a chair. I, I want to British. how much money they dropped on Melby. Probably a I... lot. I don't like, know. I'm not, I'm not sure. Again, this seemed like a very expensive production. You got a Spice Girl sitting there for eight weeks. Looking at this set and then looking at sets for like Drag Race UK and like Down Under and stuff, I'm like, wow, they put a lot of money into this fucking set. The, the one, whoever did the one song with all the rose petals, I thought they were I digital. I thought they were on this. I thought that was like a digital stage. And then like they zoomed in and I was like, those are, those real. are real. That's practical. They and were even, spending. Yeah money giant screens like imagine mm-hmm. if like the drag race runway had those screens the runways could be insane you could have the queen Bitch, do, like, effect go watch your fucking international seasons we got a led screen on philippines and mexico right but those aren't here those aren't paid by world of wonder i'm talking about ones that are funded by world of wonder mm, world of wonder has some production money in that those shows oh, they, right they like paramount doesn't have the money to build a brand new drag race studio i mean literally paramount is funding a lot of these international seasons now yeah. hint hint wink wink um sharing the same set uh we'll get to those shows later we'll get to them later um oh. are we filming in columbia someone well i can't wait for someone that's great baby yeah <laughs> yeah all right where can we find you both on social media venmo and any projects you want to plug amanda please um so on Instagram, I'm amandaplease.nyc. On Venmo, it's amandaplease.nyc. Um, off the record, when is this going to be airing? Because there's a project I don't know if I can talk about or not. Don't talk about that. Just, just help people follow. <laughs> um, yeah, just follow me there. You'll be seeing some announcements soon of some stuff coming up at the end of the month of July. And yeah. Scouty. At Scout Sonner everywhere. Um, and you know, I'm working on booking a brunch or two, but you know, oh my god, we're we gonna have some summer eleven with Scout at brunch. Uh, maybe, maybe. So excited. We're sweating. All right, friends. Um, thanks for going on this journey with me. Apologies that I lost a page of my notes. Oh good. Happy to be right. here. We made it work. <laughs> <laughs>